Hey all, this is Even When It Hurts Like Hell. I'm Taylor. And I'm Tyler. And this is a peek behind the curtain of our grief journey. We're not experts, just parents trying to figure out life after the loss of their infant daughter. It's not always perfect. But we're here together to break the silence. Come alongside us as we talk all things life, loss, and lifting heavy. Well, hey guys, uh, welcome to the podcast. What? It's a weird intro. What would you like me to say? I don't know. The intro just played. Yeah. So, hey guys, welcome. Seems really weird to say, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Well, sometimes you can be a little weird. It's okay. I think we're good. (laughs) So, the way we wanted to start was talking about uh, something that we've been listening to this week, uh, something that's been on your mind. Um, it could be a book, podcast, uh, any song. So what what has been on your mind this week? This week was difficult to really think of what specifically I have been listening to, and part of that is because I've spent a lot more time um, in the quiet in my car. It's never a bad thing. Um, So I've done a lot of, you know, quiet, just little sensory deprivation from the chaos in the car. Um, But when I am listening to something, um, I'm actually going to pick something completely different than what I was initially going to go with. And um, there's a song by Toby Mac called 21. And it's a really good song. And if you've never heard it, um, I would definitely, definitely look it up. But it's called 21, and Toby Mac wrote it shortly after losing his son. And it has become um, Linya's who is our five-year-old daughter. Um, She loves listening to it in the car. And so she'll ask if we can listen to Mom's Music, which is my playlist that I have, um, specifically this song. And there's a line in there that is her absolute favorite um, from the chorus. And I wish I had it in front of me. Because now I'm blanking. That's okay. We can always come back to it if you think of it. It's a good song, though. It is a very, very good song. Um, But the gist of it, and she'll say it randomly, um, and both of the older kids will, is God has you in heaven, but I have you in my heart. So that's kind of been that line that I know our kids have latched on to. but it's just a really good song. Nice. What about I, you? I would say for me, um, something that actually I was talking to you about earlier that's been on, like, literally stuck in my head for the past two days um, is it's the song Hungry, uh, I'm Falling on My Knees, which is an older song. I'm, I'm not exactly sure when that's from, probably mid-2000s, I think that sounds like a, a hill song. I think it's a hill I song. I think it's early 2000s for sure. Um, however, I heard it the other day. 
the upper room, they do this prayer service. And this was one from a few weeks ago. And it's very simple, just a piano and two vocals. And I've not been able to get it out of my head. Uh, So yeah, I would check that out. It was on repeat while I was working uh, the other day. It's a good song. I hadn't heard it in years. A very long time until you played it today. And I usually get bored with stuff pretty easily. Mm -hmm. I have to. And this was essentially vamping on the same song for like 45 minutes. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And that is that is uh, not the norm for you. You're somebody who, especially when we're talking about music, it's all the genres. Yep. Different albums. I like asking this particular question to you because I truthfully never know (laughs) what I'm going to get from you. It could be super angsty. Last time it was, what was it? Mm. Harry Styles or something like that. Okay. Yep. So it's always going to be different. There you go. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. My commuting, so… There's a lot of content that I'm consuming, which is cool. Yeah. It's good. Everything, like, I, there's a, on Audible, they have these education ones, and one is about neuroscience. <laughs> I'm just, like, so fascinated. <laughs> I know. It's, For it's, everybody listening, Taylor is no, not no, a neuroscientist no, at all. Like, like, In case you didn't know that. <laughs> but it's just fascinating to me. Um so yeah, that's cool. Um, so it's been a minute, specifically many minutes. Many, many minutes. Uh, in fact, two months <laughs> since we recorded the last episode. Uh, life is just busy. And honestly, we were kind of waiting for some equipment um, to come in. And so things kind of got away from us. But I think the reason that I wanted to pick this back up is one uh, yesterday like I was the five month anniversary of our daughter passing away mm-hmm. and so you know I I was going to be like oh we should do something you know five months and then you ended up falling asleep <laughs> really early <laughs> yes, <laughs> with our daughter I cannot deny that <laughs> You know, laying with her daughter and fell asleep in bed with her. And there I was for the next many hours. So we are five months and one day into this grieving journey. Um, And we just made it through Thanksgiving. We're full steam ahead towards Christmas. Oof, holidays. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably something that uh, is worth talking about, especially, you know, for some people, uh, that's still really hard. Like um, one of the ladies that I work with, she lost her brother when she was three and she's in her mid forties now and holidays are still hard. So for sure, there's just an, it's different. There's just always something missing now. Yep. So I guess, um, like, talk me through Thanksgiving for you. Yeah. Thanksgiving, 
It was obviously the first big, like, family holiday. I mean, we did have, we did celebrate Esther's birthday very early. Um, Well, not early, but shortly after she passed away. And six weeks. Six weeks. um, So it was different. And we can totally, we should talk about birthdays specifically um, on another episode. But um, Thanksgiving was definitely the first, like, big holiday um, post-losing Esther. And it was hard. Um, Wasn't necessarily feeling in, like, a holiday festive mood more just um kind of going through the motions i mean we still have family we still have um our four other kids so you still i don't want to completely check out um but it was definitely hard to be present in the moment um, there was a couple things that just really hit hard for me. Um, one that I didn't necessarily expect, and it wasn't a feeling per se. Um, I was surprised at how my body subconsciously was responding to the stress and the emotions, um, that I wasn't, you know, consciously thinking about. Um, But, I mean, it was Thanksgiving, right? Delicious food. I mean, that's what typical American, like, Thanksgiving, everyone's always talking about the food, right? Like, we had the turkey. We had— And we had multiple Thanksgivings. We had multiple Thanksgivings. But— all the delicious food, and I found myself with no appetite yeah. on the day of Thanksgiving. Um, no appetite, no real like desire to eat. I managed to eat a little bit of mashed potatoes and chicken noodles. Um, I none of the standard <laughs> Thanksgiving food, and. Thinking back about it, it was my body's way of handling all the emotions that I was feeling. Sure. And I just didn't even, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. But I mean, I left Thanksgiving when we left my aunt's house thinking, man, I missed out on all the food. I didn't eat anything. Yeah. Um, so that was one like odd thing that I didn't necessarily think about going into the holidays, you know, when you're in counseling and stuff, they talk about like, oh, what can you do to like prepare yourself for the holidays? What are some things you can do? And that wasn't one I had really thought about. Um, another thing that ended up being really hard was the feeling that everybody had forgotten. Um, 
I don't, I mean, I don't think, I know no one did anything intentionally. Sure. But very few people reached out and acknowledged the pain and difficulty of going through Thanksgiving or any holiday for that matter after just losing Esther. Yeah. Um, Throughout the day, I had, I think, two, three people um, reach out. And I mean, one of them I've known for five months. Yeah. Five months. And truthfully, the only reason I know her and have gotten close to her is because of Esther's death. Sure. And she was one of the first people, I mean, 7 a.m. Thanksgiving morning, sent me a text. And that meant a lot to be seen Mm -hmm. and for someone to acknowledge the pain, Mm -hmm. which then made it hard thinking some of my closest friends didn't necessarily do that. Not to say no one did. I had a couple other people who did reach out. But just in general, the people who I thought would didn't. Um, And that was hard because everybody's off having all these lovely family member memories and activities. And we were missing a very important member for our family. Yeah. And it's like that pain was just glossed over. It was just kind of ignored by people and... I don't know. That really, that really hurt. And I really, really have struggled with that specifically with the holiday. But I mean, just in general, the further out we've gotten, the more I feel like people have forgotten. Sure. And I don't know if it's because they've actually forgotten. I don't think anybody has. If it's uncomfortable to bring up. Sure. I don't know. But it's hard. I would say I'm kind of in a a different place than you just because like going through it with my mom and my brother previously, this is kind of what I expected. Um, which is why like at the funeral, I was like, hey, like I'm I'm so glad that you guys are here right now. Guess what? It gets real <laughs> shitty six months in. Mm-hmm. Because that's when people go back to their normal life. Mm-hmm. And our life isn't normal. No. And it never will be. Mm-mm. Uh, and some days are still just as hard as the day that we lost her. Mm-hmm. And people don't see that because they're like, oh, it's six months out. We've moved on to a new crisis. Or we've moved on to something new that's getting our attention. And I'm sure I'm guilty of of that with other people who've gone through loss or or anything tragic. Um, And in the living of your life, like you just forget that people are like so deep in in hurt. Mm -hmm. And so 
I don't know. I maybe I don't place that expectation on people, mm-hmm. uh, but it it definitely didn't hurt me as much as it hurt you. Because uh, I, I I think I like just like in therapy, like you talk about oh preparing for it. Well, I was already mentally prepared for this to happen, so I I don't know that it affected me emotionally as much. Well, and like. I was mentally prepared. Like sure. we've talked about it. You like sure. you said you yeah, said yeah. it at the funeral. Yep. Like I knew that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. It still hurts though. Didn't change how it made me feel. Sure. It still hurts. Yep. Even though I knew going into it mm-hmm. that's what happens. I don't it's just what happens. Yeah. Um and I knew that, but it didn't change how it made me feel. Yeah. Especially as somebody who I am naturally a very empathetic mm-hmm. person. Yeah. And I really think long and hard about how another person is feeling and mm-hmm. how my actions play into that. You're smiling and I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> There's very few things that <laughs> Long and hard. <laughs> about, oh my gosh. But. I should have kept my mouth shut. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, um, apparently this is a PG 13 podcast tonight. Um, I don't remember what I was saying now. Thanks, babe. Something about four margaritas, I think. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to stick to my tea tonight. Thanks. Um, My stress relief tea. There you go. Pretty nice. Um, Anyways, what we were talking about with it, I don't know if I would, roles reversed, Mm -hmm. being such an empath in my personality, that is not what I would do naturally sure. do like i will check so in you, you've you've placed that ex- expectation on other people based on what you would do exactly sure. which makes mm-hmm. sense i think the probably the hardest part for me was just knowing like if, if it's just my hurt that i have to deal with uh I unfortunately have experience with that. So like I can do that, but like seeing how hurt you are or seeing how hurt your mom was Mm -hmm. like, that's what hurts me more Mm -hmm. or like knowing that like whether your dad says it or not, he's not doing okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And like our kids are still struggling to understand like that stuff is what hurts me the most. Um, well, and you're a fixer. Yeah, and I can't fix it. And then taking something that should just be pure joy, like getting together with family and eating way too much food and watching football. Like there should be nothing but the most joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not as sweet. And so that's the the hard part for me. And I don't want to go as far as like dreading it because I've seen that. 
mm-hmm. how some of the people in my my family um, dealt with my brother's death, especially my mom and my brother, but my brother for sure, like they started dreading holidays and like not wanting to celebrate. And I'm like, like, I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. especially for our kids. Um, that's not helpful. But yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. And, and like now we're moving on to Christmas and like now we're like, well, do we hang up stockings? Like, do we put stuff in the stocking? Like, what do we do with that? And mm-hmm. like the kids still want to open gifts for her. And, and that hit me. Yeah. Was Christmas. We put up um, the Christmas tree because we were uh, going out of town for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We did the Christmas tree the weekend before Thanksgiving. Um, just that way, when we got home from Thanksgiving, it was already up. And that, and maybe that was kind of the catalyst for my feelings at Thanksgiving. Sure. Is we already um, started the process. I already started that process yeah. with th- with Christmas because we got out the tree and the stockings and I knew well ahead of time, yes, we're putting up her stocking. Sure. Like we're putting up Esther's stocking. She's still a part of our family. Yeah. Um, we're not erasing her from that. Um, I thought we had put up all the ornaments. Mm-hmm. So my mom has a tradition, and I love it. Um, the kids get ornaments in their stockings every Christmas, right? Um and they each have gotten a precious moments first Christmas ornament. For their first Christmas. For their yeah, first Christmas, yeah. yeah. And it has the year they were born Which on it. Which is awesome. And she has yours still. She, yeah, we still have mine. Um, and you're and, old. So. And, and I'm, I'm so old. Uh, she still has mine. She has my brother's. Like, um, So she started doing the same thing with our kids. And I love it. And I thought, I thought we had all of the ornaments up on the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And then Logan handed me one of the precious moments boxes. And I'm like, what ornaments in here? Mm-hmm. Like we put them all up and I looked at it and I was just, my, my heart just sank. I was like, oh, it's Esther's. Mm-hmm. I still have to put Esther's up on the tree. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I just, I set it off on the counter um, or I guess the mantle. I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to put it up in that moment. Yeah. I think I ended up doing it later in the day when the kids were resting. I don't remember, but that hit me. Mm. I, I think I struggle with Christmas anyway. Um, just from the Why fact, just from the fact, like, ah, man. unpacking it in therapy, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, a lot of it, I think, has to do with uh, my job. So I've mm-hmm. worked at a church since I was 15, either part-time or full-time. And so Christmas, you know, like this year, it's 12 services across three campuses. 
And in some years previous, it's been more. Like, it's just rehearsals and, like, we jokingly, <laughs> in Illinois, called it Hell Week. <laughs> like, seriously, like, we called, it, we called it Hell Week. And... I mean, I remember you sleeping on the couch. Yeah. In the office. In the office, yeah. because you were there so much. Yep. <laughs> so, you take that, and it it's something that everyone else is looking forward to. And it can become something that you're just trying to get through, mm. um, which is which is sad. Like I, I, I think last year was a, was like one of the first years that I really prayed, like super intentionally, all through December, that I wouldn't miss the moment. I'm like, like just because, like I wanted my heart to be in a good place, and I felt good about Christmas last year. And surprisingly enough, it was the first Christmas I didn't get sick after. Which is kind of weird too, but yeah. So I think a lot of it comes from that of like Christmas is uh, production for me. Mm. Like I I have to do it. Yeah, you have to get through it. Yeah, like it's your job. It's my job, and so I don't look forward to it as much. I think. I'm I, I'm so thankful for Logan because he he's like all the joy of Christmas wrapped into this tiny emotional six year old package. Like he is all about it. We would have a Christmas tree up all year long, yes. just for him. Yeah, it is which, his favorite, which I love, and it helps me get into the joy of it because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, like that's what, <clears throat> like there is something that. God wants mm-hmm. for us in this season. Uh, and I don't want to miss that because, you know, I'm jaded and for sure old, but um, crotchety old man. Yeah, yeah. So that, like, that definitely plays a part in it. I think there's probably some like family wounds that play a part. Mm-hmm. There's not like, there's not for a lot of my trauma. There's like specific things that I can put my finger on and be like, yeah. this is the moment that it changed. And I, I don't know that there was. Like generally, my memories of Christmas as a child were relatively happy. Um, there were a few like really weird years where we were like desperately moving, you know, mm-hmm. um, right after Christmas. and But generally happy. Um, but then again, after my brother died, like it just holidays became really weird. Mm. And, uh, I didn't grieve really well. And so maybe part of the dread came from that. I don't know, but I, I think that's something, like I said, last year was the first year that I was like, super intentional about like praying mm-hmm. for into it. And then, the, then this year it's been kind of my same prayer. Uh, and several people have been like praying for me in that of just like, like, I don't want to miss it. Like what a shame it would be to go through <laughs> all of Christmas and then just be happy that it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, this year, it's just like Esther 
not being here is another thing against it, right? Like there's, <laughs> there's only so much that you can stack <laughs> up where you're like, oh man, like I really don't like this. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably the hardest part for me. Thanksgiving, yeah, like I said, Thanksgiving, it was just like it wasn't as full as it should have been, right? Like it wasn't as joyful mm-hmm. as it should have been because something was missing. But I didn't feel the way that I… Like Christmas is unique for me because of those things. Gotcha. How do you… I guess you kind of already answered it, but how do you take the knowledge you have of yourself and how you usually handle Christmas and how do you, how do you think that's going to impact how you're handling the next couple of weeks and Christmas without Esther? Yeah, I think uh, definitely like leaning in harder, um, a lot of praying, a lot of like, alone worship time, right? Okay. Which which is normally what I do. Um, music is my like connection point mm-hmm. with, with God. Um and I think for sure like I've been I've been looking for that the past few weeks. Um because my grief has been more and so I've been looking for like that closeness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I think like entering into the wonder of the story uh, so that I don't miss it. Like there was a, there was a reason and a purpose that it played out this way. And some of it's still a mystery and I don't, you know, quite understand all of it about the Christmas story and like the virgin birth and like, like some of it's just strange and, you know, it's fulfilling these prophecies of thousands of years. Um, and like when I stop to think about that and read from Isaiah and read through the prophets and um, helps me tap into that, that wonder, that joy of like, oh, what is it? what was it like for the people that this was originally for? And now we're waiting for something else, right? Like we're, it's like, uh, now we're waiting for the Messiah to come again and not, and cause he's already come the first time. So yeah, it's that expectation that I'm trying to, even though I know the story, and I can get caught in like, oh, I already know what happens. Like I know the end of the story, but but he hasn't come a second time. And so like that expectation, trying to lean into that more, I think. Cool. Yep. I also think we should maybe touch on what are some things that we are doing as a family. Yeah. Um, for Christmas and the holidays to kind of keep Esther's memory alive. Yeah. Um, and keep her here with us. 
um, as we go through the holiday season. Yeah. I mean, I, I think number one is <clears throat> like we still have, we have her stocking up. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we did kind of like, do we put something in her, sto- her stocking? Yeah. What do we do with the stocking? Are the kids going to want to buy gifts for her? And I mean, I've put off, I've put off filling out the kids, um, the two older ones, Logan and Lenya. I've put off filling out their holiday shop yeah. form. Um, our kids' school does a holiday shop where they get to shop for their family members, on you and you put their name and um, their age on the list and the kids get to pick out gifts and shop. And I have put it off all week because I should be writing Esther's name down. Yeah. And it feels weird not to. Mm. But also, like, do I send our our six- and five-year-old to school and on the paper, like, put her name and have them buy a gift at school for their dead sister. Like, that seems weird, too. Um, I don't know. And I don't think there's a right way. Um, <clears throat> kind of like we did with her birthday, I think I might leave it up to the kids. Yeah. If they want to get her something or not. I mean, Logan still wanted to buy birthday presents for her, yeah. so. And I, I think— in talking to other people who've gone through loss, like it'll probably change mm-hmm. as the years go on. But yeah, I, I think a, a good good way would be just, hey, would you guys want to do this? And if they do, then yeah. And if they don't, then they don't have to. Uh, at some point, I don't know that they will. Mm-hmm. But I think for this Christmas, they'll want to. And I don't want to take that because it's also them grieving. Yeah. Like they're still, they're trying to come to terms with like, we can't give her gifts, but we want to. So like, what do we do with that? And Mm -hmm. so they're still grieving. And so we have to like, if that's going to help them, then we have to let them do that. Um, Even if it's awkward, (laughs) you know. Mm Mm-hmm. For, for their teacher. <laughs> like, like they're going to have to deal with that. Um, you know, it's not clean. <laughs> Nothing about it is clean. Never. So, There's no easy button. Mm-mm. There's no book on how to... There's no book on a lot of things, but there's no book on how to grieve the loss of your child. There's no book on how to... Raise your... Raise your... Living children... With a dead child? Yeah. Like, it'd be great if there was an easy button and perfect answers and checkboxes that I could follow to help, but there's not. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I think, especially for the older two, um, and and Logan especially, like, he's been pretty vocal about wanting, you know— like, I think it'll mean a lot to him to get a gift for her. Mm-hmm. He, re- he really likes to get gifts. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a, a wise option. Yeah. What other things are we 
doing um, around the holidays or would you like to do um, to kind of keep her memory alive? Yeah, I think it, it's the same things that we do all year round, like like that we've done since she's died. Like we don't shy away from talking about her normally every single night in our when we pray <laughs> together. <laughs> like we always ask the kids what they're thankful for because I think that's that's super cool. That that's a cool thing to to like instill in them. And it's cool for me to remember, like, what am I thankful for for today? And, like, I can't think of a night that they haven't said Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, Until tonight. Well, you know, there's angry three-year-olds <laughs> say mean things just because they're sassy. But it is what it is. Um, but then... You know, like we we never shy away from talking about her, um, or even like it. We have these uh, wind chimes that sit right outside our our front door, and like I was taking the kids to drop Linya off um, at school, and like we walked outside the door, and mm-hmm. the wind chimes started tingling. Mm-hmm. And we've told them like any time. The wind chimes are chiming, whatever. Yeah. Um, like it's Esther. It's Esther saying hi. Saying hi. And which I think is just cool. It's just a, a reminder for them um, that she's she's still a part of our family. Which, like Logan has said many times, like she's still a part of our family even if she's not here. And so, like the minute we walked out the door, it started chiming. And Ezekiel and Judah said, bye, Esther, bye. And I just, I thought it was, it was so cool. It was like, you know, like if that's how we can, and even for me, like that auditory sound just triggers, like I was washing dishes this morning uh, and I had like headphones in mm-hmm. or one headphone in or whatever, but I still heard it over the dishes running, or the water running and, and, uh, the podcast I was listening to and I just like stopped and I just said hi to her, mm-hmm. which is just a cool way to remember. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think, I don't know that there's specific things besides like what we normally do outside of like stockings, um, like flowers, we'll get flowers um, to put in her vase yeah, I think I think all of those things are great things to do. I, I don't know that I can think of anything holiday specific besides yeah. the stocking and then opening gifts for her. And yeah. like I said, I think that that could change. You know, like maybe at some point we get gifts and then donate them to other kids. Yeah, they our children are not in a place to do that. Not at all. Like, I very not okay with that. Nope. I threw that idea out um, at her birthday, and I was met with, no, mom, those are Esther's. Yeah. I said, they got very okay. angry about it. You so. are you're right. Yep. Um, so at some point, I think, I could be wrong, but I think 
that will be a cool way. Mm-hmm. That would be something that would be cool to do. And even if, like I loved um, Bo's Heavenly Clubhouse of like giving gifts to other people in her name. Mm. Right? Like that would be a cool. Yep. That would be so cool to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I love I, giving gifts. And yeah. so yeah. I, th- I love that idea. And I think it'd be amazing to be able to do that mm-hmm. um, just in honor and in, you know, in yeah. honor of her. Um, another thing that with the, you mentioned the stocking mm-hmm. um, and we haven't really touched on it yet um, in our, you know, little in- short intro episode. Yeah. Um, but the watermelon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The watermelon that's on the cover of, you know, on our cover art for the, this podcast. Yeah. Um, there's a backstory there's a reason. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. What, maybe um, we teased Watermelon Day? We did. We did. We just haven't talked about okay. it. Um, I think that could be its own sure. episode. Because Watermelon Day is her birthday. Yeah. Um, watermelon is um, just— and I never, you hear people talk about things that remind them of their loved one that's passed, yeah. right? And we didn't really have, like, there wasn't anything specific um, until watermelon. And watermelon has really stuck. Yeah. Um, watermelon was Esther's all-time favorite food, with the exception of ice cream, sure. probably. Sure. But— However— it was more acceptable to give her more watermelon than ice cream at any time. This is, right? this is like, true. You can justify. Yes. Yeah. You can have all the watermelon you want. Um, if we were having watermelon with a meal and you gave it to her first. Forget it. Forget it. She was eating nothing else but watermelon the yep. entire meal. Um, just smashing her face into it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so watermelon is now just— it reminds us all of her. Yeah. Um, and so you had mentioned like Bose. Um, it's a local nonprofit to us. And they had wrapped uh, gifts for Esther and they were watermelon themed. And the kids just loved that. And it gave me the idea of um, adding watermelon things to her stocking. For the kids. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm like on a hunt for watermelon squishmallows uh, okay. to add to her stocking each year. Yep. Um, just specifically for this year, I grabbed like watermelon Capri Sun and watermelon licorice. Um, I like it. Just for her stocking for the kids, just as a like, hey, Esther's here with us. So. Yeah. Watermelons are making their way into everything. Our Christmas, I like it. Traditions. Maybe so. we'll have to find a watermelon that Grogu can hold for the top of the tree. Oh, there That'd we go. That'd be kind of cool. There we go. Well, and actually, that's something my mom. My mom is not getting a watermelon for Grogu to hold. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Even the tree, my like. Sure. I went tree ornaments. Yep. Um, my mom has does the tradition with ornaments. And mm-hmm. so she found a watermelon ornament yeah. um, to put in Esther's stocking. And she's giving one to like 
all of my siblings and stuff. Um, but that way, Esther's stocking isn't empty at her house when we go for Christmas. So yeah, yeah. we will have an, an, a watermelon ornament to add to our Christmas tree as well. There we go. I like mm-hmm. it. It'll be good. Yeah. Well. Anything else? I think this is a, a good place to land it. Um, hopefully we will come back at you guys before two months have passed. I make no promises, but. We need to just set yeah. a time. We just need to set it on the schedule and just yep. do it. Yeah. Um, you also are going to have a lot of editing to do for this episode. That's okay. But. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a probably a good place to land it. Um, just, I think for for me, since I lost my mom and I'm my brother, like holidays, or even like Mother's Day, Father's Day, like it's always been in the back of my head. Like this isn't a joyful time for people, right? Like mm-hmm. trying to hold that in balance of like. Hey, this is going to be the happiest day of some people's life. And this is going to be the worst day of some other people's life because this is the first whatever holiday Mm -hmm. without a person or, you know, they grew up in an abusive home or what, well, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is, whatever it is, there's like grief associated. And for me, it's like so complex and layered. Yeah. And so it's given me a lot of, empathy towards that um so yeah i think the the only thing that i want to leave people with is like just be kind to people like Mm -hmm. um reach out yeah love people um just because you haven't heard from somebody doesn't mean they're okay they're okay yeah yeah and especially if you know this is their first christmas without someone that they love. Uh, yeah, I would. Reach out. Reach out, for sure. Go the extra mile. Yep. It'll really mean a lot to them. For sure. I also, we don't have a way for people to communicate with us currently. But I feel like we may need to figure that part out because I would also like to know from people what they do, other sure. lost parents, yeah. um, what they do to keep the memory of their kids alive during sure. this time. Um, I'd be curious to hear, and I think it'd be really cool to be able to share some of those things in the future. Yep. Um with those listening. Yeah. Um, so add that to our to-do list. We need a way for people to Got comment it. back to us and we can, you know, sure. what's the fancy thing like link it in the show notes or whatever <laughs> podcasters say. There we go. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll be good because I want to know. I want to yep. hear from you guys what, yep. what you're doing. There we go. All right. With that, see you later. Peace.